Well, hey, dads, welcome to the Dad Nation podcast. Cannot believe it is October already. Fall is kicking in here in Indiana. Hopefully your fall is off to a great start. My name is Jason Braun, and I am the co-host of the Dad Nation podcast. I'm also the executive director of an organization called Dad Camp. Uh, We are an organization that has a dream to see a world where every family has a great dad. We are on mission to build stronger fathers who build stronger families. And the podcast is just an extension of the Dad Camp organization where after 15 years of, uh, of Dad Camp, uh, we've had dads just come to us and say, you know, is there anything else uh, that you can offer me and to encourage me as a father? And so earlier this year, we, we started this podcast and we've been super encouraged by the response so far uh, from all of you. And so uh, we are releasing these podcasts on the first Saturday uh, of the month. But um, this month, I am going to actually pass the baton to uh, my other co-hosts, two gentlemen that you have heard if you've been listening recently in past months, James Dix and Matt Crittenden. Both are board members of Dad Camp and both uh, are guys who have been leading uh, Dad Camp experiences here this year and do an incredible job. But uh, at the time of the recording of this podcast, uh, I had... the opportunity to put my dad hat on and go visit my daughter, who's a freshman at Samford University uh, in Alabama. And so as I uh, am taking uh, that opportunity to do that, uh, James and Matt are kind of picking it up this month. And so uh, I'm going to turn it over to them. They are going to be jumping in here as they're going to be sharing some reflections just on their dad camp experiences and some stories uh, from this these past few months where we've done 22 dad camps over the past nine weekends in four states and three countries. It's been an incredible fall. So we're going to pick up the conversation where they are kind of reflecting a little bit on that, and then they're going to jump into this month's episode of the podcast. So enjoy. We wanted to sort of share some things with the with the listeners about our uh, dad camp season. Uh, you know, we started that season the first, uh, excuse me, the last weekend of July. And uh, as we're recording this podcast, we're coming into our last few weekends of the season. Um, so, man, tell me what you've seen in the dad camp ministry this season that's been inspiring, encouraging to you. Yeah, you know what? I've been around dad camp since its uh, inception, and uh, it never gets old. It absolutely never gets old. But I will tell you, the energy around dad camp to me this year was awesome. I Mm -hmm. mean, there were so many uh, new dads, so many dads who brought their friends or family with them to say, you've got to experience this. And so uh, I was just excited about uh, the number of men that came in for the very first time and mm-hmm. said, I, I want to invest in my kid. And and then with them leaving, um, you could just tell there was a buzz and an excitement, a tenderness toward their child and an, an admiration from their daughters. I did mostly uh, daughter weekends, but right. just seeing those uh, young girls and the way they would look at their father uh, and really all it was, you know, the old saying, right, love is spelled T-I-M-E, right? It was yeah. just that it was not, it's not necessarily anything magical, but it's just that intentionality around um, being with your with your son or your daughter. And there's just there's there's nothing like watching that. Yeah, it's encouraging. I love that part of dad camp too. 
Um, and you mentioned, I think we probably had the most first-time dads in the history of dad camp in the 16-year history. We probably had the most first-time dads at our camps this year. And uh, another thing that really struck me was the the way we've expanded. We had multiple weekends yeah. where we had uh, multiple dad camps going on simultaneously. We had a new site that we launched in Allendale in Indiana this year. So we had Camp Allendale and the Valley, two of our locations going at the same time. We had camps in uh, Ohio. Uh, we had a camp uh, in Montana that, that started with a one camp and then had four camps expanded to this yeah. year. Uh, we had our first camp in Texas. Um, Northern think, Ireland. Northern Ireland. Haiti. Haiti we had continues a, to just they're just awesome. They yeah. just continue to roll, and yeah. uh, you know, obviously, pray for those those dads and and just the families in Haiti. They're they're uh, making tough decisions. They're living in a in a climate right now that none of us here in, in North wow. America can, can understand. I mean, with the That's right. the you know the the debate is do we do we try to do this and get through the gangs really uh, that are running the country right now right. Um, to get to a dad camp and. Um, those guys are so faithful, and they're doing it, and, they're, and the impact is just as powerful in Haiti with those dads and those kids as it is here. So That's right. it's such a blessing to see this happening all over the country, all over the world. Um, man, it's it just doesn't get old, man. No, no. God's given us so much to steward in this ministry, and we're just thankful that uh, we're following His guidance, His wisdom, His knowledge. Uh, we can't do it without Him, so we're so thankful to be a part of it. Um, if you guys have never joined us before, we're going through a book called The Dad Difference by Brian Loritz. It discusses four key gifts that we can give to our children. And we've spent the first five episodes, really, of this podcast focusing on the gift of relationship. We had some really rich and fruitful conversations on those episodes. If you guys haven't checked those out, I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to any episodes you haven't checked out yet, or even maybe go back for a refresher. I think there's really good information in those uh, episodes. And I hope that you guys found those conversations helpful and encouraging, and also that you've been able to put into practice some of the things that we were able to cover in those first five episodes. The last episode, episode six, uh, Jason and his uh, guest host, Alex Falder, who pastors Harvest Church in Montana, introduced the second gift from the Dad Difference book, which is integrity. They talked about the importance of character, the importance of making sure what you say and what you do line up, and the incredible damage we can do in our relationships with our children when we lack integrity. In essence, gentlemen, eat your Wheaties. If you listen to that episode, you know exactly what I mean by that. But if not, check it out, and there's a great story behind that. Today, uh, we want to talk about uh, chapter 7 of the book, uh, which is also a part of integrity, and the main part of that is uh, about apologies and the idea of humility in apologies. So James and I are just going to jump in and start talking about some of the concepts uh, hopefully to encourage you and to give you some things you can put into practice and some of the things that stood out from that chapter uh, as we studied it. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm going to learn something here in case I ever need to apologize. Right. Um, so if I ever have an opportunity where I'm wrong or something, I want to. I'm hoping you'll give me some tips here. Yes. So. Yes. We just talked before we started about the fact that James tends to start from a place that says I'm right. I'm always right. 
And so then he moves from there. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I think uh, there's probably some listeners who can relate to that. And if you're not so sure, I'm positive if you ask your wife or kids, they will let you know if that's your starting posture. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think part of our uh, temperament um, for some of us, right? They say there's four temperaments, and um, I was listening to uh, that this morning on the way here, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of identify with the one that that. Uh, starts with the idea that they're right, yeah. and then maybe they move off of that. And right. so not not a good place to be if you're going to be good at apologies, right? And True. so that takes to, – to change that, it takes a measure of humility. It's putting your pride down and saying, you know what, I, I'm wrong, or maybe there's more than one way to be right, right? And the, mm-hmm. um, the idea of like um, what's two plus two? Yeah. Have you heard this before? I have. Yeah, so 2 I plus have. 2 is 4, and what's 1 plus 3? 4. Yeah, and what 0 plus 4 is? 4. Yeah, there's so different there's different ways, ways to, to be right. Yes. Um, and different ways to get there, and humility um, is part of saying, you know what? I can recognize and see your way is also right. It's not that one of us is necessarily wrong, um, and it's trying to, obviously, right, it's seeing it from their viewpoint. Right. And Scripture points that out, right? Like um, in James, it says that uh, God opposes the proud, but he shows grace to the humble, right? He extends grace to the humble. And we had in Jesus the perfect um, model of humility, Right, that's so right. that's that's part of where a good apology comes from. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I've also I've also heard the perspective that um, uh, being right isn't necessarily always the best goal, or mm-hmm. proving that you're right is not always necessarily the best goal. So uh, loving the person uh, who you're in communication with can uh, can trump that or can take precedence over that. And if the goal is not so much as to prove that I'm right. Uh, but to come to uh, an agreement in love with a person, sometimes that can be the better goal. Um, have you seen humility uh, or growth in humility play out in your life? What's your story? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, um, I've seen it play out in several areas. The two that particularly come to mind would be um, at work and at home um, and how I interact with my kids. And so I think I look back to when I was a young father, uh, I was young in age too, and just being immature and not not really knowing how to be a father. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And so unfortunately, that was on-the-job training, which isn't always real good for our kids, <laughs> yeah. right? Jason and I talk a lot about what our first kids get out of us, yeah. the firstborn, and then maybe the second and the third. So we just have to improve as we go along. So we uh, we hurt for our, our firstborn children. Yeah, and our my, our first three were so tight together, they all three got... They the, all got they, the worst, they got worst, the worst of, part of that. James Dix. Yes, okay. yeah. So... You know, learning to hear them out, right, and um, being able to admit when we're wrong. But I think the first part of that is even being able to hear them, right? I was so, as a young parent, I was so bent on making sure they did it my way, do it my way, right? And yeah. and I know we talked in a, a, a couple of uh, podcasts ago about respect, and you guys did a great job on that. I miss, I miss kind of understood that as a young parent and as a young man that if they didn't do what I told them, it was a disrespect to me. And that's obviously not true, mm, right? right? And so right. Um, learning to hear them out, um, learning to take a posture of this is how I feel about it, 
okay, especially now that they're adults, they, they want to think on their own, and they need to think on their own. That's what we raise them for, right? right? So when I'm having an interaction with my adult kids, I have to get permission a little bit to interject my opinion or my thoughts, and, and I have to share that from a place of humility that this is how I see it or this is what my experience has been, and that way I can have a dialogue and it doesn't feel like a lecture to them, yeah. right? Yeah, that's good. And it was a previous episode I, I shared that with uh, – with Jason about how my oldest, my 21-year-old, had said, you know, a lot of times when you were correcting me, I felt like I was just getting lectured, and then she would sort of tune out. So you make a great point, you know, getting that permission. Sometimes my daughter is just telling me something because she wants me to listen. Uh, she may not even be asking for my opinion. Um, and when she does ask for my opinion, like you pointed out, um, this is how I see it. This is my perspective. But you're a young adult, and you'll have to, you know, make your own decisions and live with those consequences that's really good. Um, one of the points that uh, the author makes in this chapter is about owning our wrongs. So he says, you know, one thing is to be specific about what you're apologizing for, and the other thing is to be explicit in asking for forgiveness. So he makes that point that a lot of times um, we almost can put the ownership on the person we're supposedly apologizing to by saying, you know, I'm sorry that you took that the wrong way. I'm, I'm sorry that you <laughs> I know hope my you... <laughs> wife's not listening right now, Matt, because I'm not going to be able to use that anymore. Yeah, that's off the table now. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry that you perceived this a certain way. So what he's saying is, you know, own your wrong. I'm sorry I said this. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry that I was insensitive to this. And then to be very explicit, will you please forgive me? Yeah, and you know, I think um, oftentimes with the people we love. My wife or my children, well, it's okay. I understand why you said that. Well, no, it's not okay. My wife says that all the time. I'll be like, babe, I shouldn't have um, reacted that way. Or Mm -hmm. the way I said that, I I know how it came across. It's not what I was meaning, but I know my words weren't the right, kind of the right way. Oh, it's okay. No, no, it's really not because I don't need to to talk to you that way. And I need to take your feelings into consideration on this, right? Like. Like even sometimes when they're giving us that instant grace, it's going beyond that and pushing through that a little bit and saying, yeah. no, 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 I really want you to know that I recognize what my behavior was, was was out of line. Or, yeah, or you're saying, please don't excuse what I said. Please yeah. don't excuse my behavior. I need to own it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've had to do that at work. I can think of times where um, I've had to, to call a coworker, maybe that works in a remote location across the country and say, you know what, the way I just approached that... Um, you know, I, I need forgiveness. I'm really sorry. And, and most times they're shocked because it's not something that takes place a lot in the business world, right? It's yeah. uh, kind of buck up and move on. And I found it to be a, gr- a good opportunity to extend grace, ask for grace, and, and introduce a, who is trying to run my life. Because they say, you know, you know, you really don't owe me an apology for that. Well, yeah, I do. Because even though it wasn't offensive to you, um, I answer to God one day, and that yes. is not the man I want to be. And so um, the un- it's been uh, a good opportunity to, to show humility. Unfortunately, it took me being a knucklehead in all those scenarios to <laughs> require an apology. But, right. but um, it, that's been a um, part of my growing, I think, as a leader is n- not just apologizing, but truly being humble and truly being apologetic and understanding how our words can affect the other people. Right, 
Right. That's a great point. Um, I've, I've found that in the I'm in the medical realm and in the healthcare realm, but uh, especially amongst physicians, there can be this uh, toxic sort of pride and arrogance going mm-hmm. on. And the last thing that you're going to get from from pride and arrogance is an apology to someone. Um, and like you've said, it can be a witness uh, for your faith. Uh, it can be a way to even share Christ with other people because they look at you and go, that doesn't fit. That doesn't <laughs> right. make sense. Why is he... Countercultural, right? Is Exactly, exactly. It's turning things upside down. So I found that as well, as a, and it usually sort of gets a surprised look, like I wonder why he's apologizing to me. Um, and it gives you an opening, an opportunity to share uh, who you answer to and why you're living the way you are. So great point. Um, I wanted to jump into maybe addressing... Um, how difficult it can be to apologize sometimes and maybe some thoughts behind the why and how we overcome that. Do you Hmm. find it difficult to apologize or is it sort of like an automatic, you feel like it's pretty easy? Has that been a journey and growing in that? How do you see that? Well, certainly it's been a journey as is everything in life, right? But as a general rule, uh, I'm quick to forgive uh, and I'm very quick to apologize. Um, Unfortunately, I need to apologize probably more than I should. <laughs> you have a lot of practice yeah, with it. But that's it, man, a lot of practice. And sometimes I think it's it's hard to, you know you need to apologize, but it kind of goes back to what you started with, which is how am I going to approach this? Because I've, I've, had oper- I've had on the other end of the scale where somebody's wronged, typically the, the, what I'm thinking of right now is a couple of times where I felt like my family was wronged, like mm. definitely like like a in a verbal attack or a, or a neglect or misuse of, uh, of my family. Yes, and um, I have a pretty long um, fuse when it comes to the outsiders doing that. Probably probably should have a long fuse in my family, right, and a right. short fuse outside. But right. I tend to be. But when I when I kind of kind of go off or or that temporary insanity we talked about a few episodes ago on the outsiders, uh, it can be. It can I can be pretty pretty harsh and cut cut to the bone, and then having to go back and apologize to that person in true humility, even though they they were hurting my family, my reaction to how they hurt my family is between me me them and God right right, what, what, right. how they hurt my family is between them and God right so I right. have to I have to those have been some of the harder apologies is to say look the way I reacted was wrong period, regardless. Well, I know, but what I said to your wife was not whatever, or what I did was, and I'm like, yeah, but it's my responsibility on how I respond, and, and I was right. wrong in that. Right. That's good. Yeah, I've, 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 it made me sort of think about how um, in my own life, I find it really easy, and, and this is for, for those of us who are Christ followers, we know that when we've messed up, we've made those mistakes, they're inevitable. Um, that we we run to the Father, that we go to Him, knowing that we have His forgiveness, and but that He wants us to acknowledge and own our wrong, mm-hmm. our sin, and to ask Him for forgiveness. And I thought, I feel like that's a lot easier than asking for forgiveness or apologizing to humans in general. And and some of those are more more easy conversations, and some of them are more difficult. And I'll sort of explain why. But I thought, you know, with with God, He says. I forget it. I choose to forget it immediately. It's the grace and the mercy that it's done. I forgot it. It's thrown as far as the east is from the west. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. And so 
I thought, well, in contrasting that with apologizing to human beings a lot of times is that uh, you're, you're vulnerable. Uh, and that vulnerability comes from the fact that maybe they feel like, okay, now you owe me. And whether they give you that, uh, that uh, forgiveness or not, it's like you're indebted to them now. Sure. And I think none of us likes to be indebted to anyone, to owe someone something. And so it seems like you're sort of laying yourself at their feet and at their mercy. Um, well, not only that, but they, unlike God, they may not forgive you. You may not even right? get the forgiveness. You forget, right? They're not even for, the forgetting isn't even on the table. They're not. They don't forgive you, and right. so that can be tough, especially as we swallow our pride and we humble ourselves to ask that forgiveness. And the answer is no. That's much scarier than what we do right. with the Lord. To your point, right? Absolutely. And we can't really have a discussion about apologies without sort of getting into forgiveness. And it, uh, it brings up a story uh, recently with my 10-year-old son. Uh, we'll toss the football around. He's playing in his football season right now, first time he's ever played football. And so he's a wide receiver. We'll practice some routes out there. And um, there was one day recently where I was throwing the ball to him, and we have a, a little uh, like a retention pond right by our front yard. And the ball, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, probably went over his head and into the pond about five times in a row. Um, just because it would go past him, he'd sort of stop his route and watch it go into the water. Now, every single time, that ball eventually just sort of blew back to the side where we were. We were able to get it out of the water. But I said by the end of that time, you know, hey, let's not run the routes towards the pond because it seems to happen over and over again, right? So the next time that we're out there, the first pass I throw, uh, goes over his head a little bit, and I see him stop, and I'm like, get the ball! And it rolls, and it goes into the pond. Uh, circumstances always play a part in these things, but I'm, I'm post a couple of overnights. I'm a little bit irritable. I haven't eaten yet, and I just sort of blow up on him. You know, why did you do that? Why didn't you go get the ball? Now it's in the water again. I told you before. And uh, just immediately the look on his face and him dropping his head, I felt like the worst dad. Mm. Uh, we talk about on uh, this this podcast and with Dad Camp all the time, right, the power of our words, how we can really wound our children. And so he just sort of was done. He went inside. He didn't really say anything to me. And um, I'm, I'm on the, the swing outside, and I immediately go into the Word, and I'm, I'm praying and asking God for his forgiveness. And uh, but once I go in before dinner, I say, hey, son, you know, that was wrong. I'm sorry about the way that I spoke to you. Um, honestly, it's not even – I mean, I threw the ball. It was a bad pass. I was thinking that during the <laughs> right? story. I'm like, maybe the ball doesn't go into the pond if you <laughs> <Right>. threw better. <laughs> if I was a better quarterback and I'm blaming my son as the wide receiver, right? Um, and so, I mean, it's just immediate with him. He says – it's okay, Dad. No, it's it's not okay. You know, like you said, I, I want to own it. The way I spoke to you was wrong. Um, I never want to wound you with my words, but I'm human and I mess up. And I just want to apologize to you for specifically what I said, and um, I want your forgiveness. And he said, I forgive you, Dad. What and a I powerful thought, moment. What a powerful yeah. teaching moment, right? And I just thought, man, you know, our children, and Jason and I talked about this in a previous podcast episode, but our children seem to to model what we should really be doing as adults when someone asks for our forgiveness. It's immediate, it's complete, and uh, the very next day we're out throwing the ball again. He says nothing about it, he's not thinking about it, it's like he's completely forgotten it. I don't owe him anything for what for wronging him. And so I just thought it was a beautiful example of what we should try to strive for too. 
Yeah, what a great what a great example, and, and just teaching him um, that art of humility. It's going to be a lot easier for him to apologize when he sees his his dad in this case modeling that right. Yeah. So in and yeah. asking for true forgiveness for for something that's gone wrong. Yeah, I even think uh, the the author says uh, in this chapter uh, he's about his dad that he says dad's apologies impressed me more than his strengths. You know, I think I think that has to be true. I remember thinking as a young a young man, probably in my late teens, um, I remember thinking um, I don't I don't think I'd ever heard my mom apologize to me, regardless mm. of what happened. And even as a young person, that stuck out to me that um, there she you know when 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 she might blow up or something or whatever the situation was, there was never an apology, and so that stuck out to me as a as a young person. And I remember how that made me feel. And I think I think that. Um, the book maybe talks about that, or uh, I know I've heard it said, people may not remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. Right. And so I know that's something that's come up in my mind several times recently Mm. is how am I making people feel? And um, my my personality is um, I'm sensitive if I know I've hurt someone, right? So I'm like, oh, I got to stop and make that right. I'm very, it it bothers me if I've hurt somebody. Yes. But my personality is such that I'm not cognizantly thinking of what I say next, how is it going to make them feel all the time? It's not in my nature. So I've got to be intentional about that. Right. That's a great point. Great point. Um, Any other stuff? Any any last thoughts or anything else that stood out uh, from this chapter for you? Well, I mean... Look, we could probably have a an hour p- talk about apologizing, the, the apologies that have meant something to us and, mm-hmm. and the ones that were necessary. And so, you know, I think at the end of the day, this is um, part of just us growing as humans and growing as believers is seeking out forgiveness. And, um, you know, first we have to recognize that we've done wrong, right? And then we're, right. to, we're to repent, but Scripture's full of instruction about making that right with people. And so, um, and certainly our our kids, uh, it's just as important, if not more important with them, right? We're modeling this stuff for our kids. And if if we want them to be people who would be humble when they're wrong, then we have to do that too. And it's certainly, to me, it's a lifelong journey. Humility is something that I've got to constantly, uh, constantly work on. Yeah. Yeah. I think the root of a lot of our uh, sin or a lot of the places where we err uh, can really be boiled down to pride. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the word that you were sharing with me before we even started was, you know, pride comes before the fall. So, uh, and I, th- I think the word also says, if we don't humble ourselves, then God and His love for us will do it for us. I found that it's it's usually a little bit more comfortable for me to humble myself mm-hmm. than to have God do it for me. For sure, for yeah. sure. Well, hey guys. Thanks for listening to this month's episode of the Dad Nation podcast. I hope you were challenged as much as I've been as I've listened to to Matt and James. And, you know, as 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 they kind of wrapped up, there was this one quote, a statement from the book that, that just really spoke to me. And it was the statement where uh, author Brian Loritz said, Dad's apologies impressed me more than his strengths. That was just a... A wow statement for me because I, uh, as a dad, I certainly have a lot of work to do in that area. But that statement to me confirms the the, the power of humility and its ability to 
to help you maintain integrity. The, the, the ability of us guys to own our mistakes and seek forgiveness is an absolute difference maker in being the best father that we can be. So thanks, Matt. Thanks, James. Uh, God has given you guys such wisdom. And uh, thanks for, for leading us uh, this, this past month. And um, I know there's so much that, that we're going to be able to take from that conversation. Just a couple of things uh, as we wrap up. We are looking at the 2022 calendar right now, and we want to reach more dads. That's what this is all about. And so if you're in an area and you're listening where dad camp is not, go to dadcamp.org and scroll to the, the bottom of our homepage and you'll see a heat map there and just let us know where you're from. We are adding new locations based on where uh, we get the most heat from your submissions and, and your inquiries. We're going to be uh, hopefully launching a northern Indiana location next year, but we are looking to expand elsewhere, and we do so by just seeing where the most heat is coming from. So go there um, if you're not currently in a dad camp location and, uh, and let us know where you're from, and we want to head your way. And then you can also follow us on uh, social media, Dad Camp, on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. So be sure to do that. And then share and rate this podcast. Share it with your friends. Again, this is just all about encouraging more and more fathers. And that's why we're doing this. And so share this with your friends. Remind them to, to, to listen on the first Saturday of every month where we release a podcast. And then if you would rate this podcast, that just helps this podcast get seen more in the podcast world. So if you not just share it, but you'd rate it, we would certainly appreciate it. So we will see you again next month as we continue this conversation on integrity. And guys, as we always say, you have what it takes. Believe it, internalize it, live it, and then go do whatever it takes to be the strongest father that you can be. We'll see you again next month.